This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash journal. Terms and conditions apply. Nearly 17 million Americans have filed for unemployment in the last three weeks of data. It's a massive collapse of the U.S. labor force. Almost one in 10 U.S. workers have sought unemployment benefits. Eric Morath covers the labor market. He says that with these numbers continuing to surge, the unemployment system is not prepared. In many cases, states don't have enough staff or resources to handle the tidal wave of applications. And the reality is that millions of people, people who have growing piles of bills to pay, might be waiting for weeks for money from the government. In some cases, the wait time is long enough that government offices are referring people elsewhere. The unemployment office in Austin, Texas, told me they're sending people to the United Way. They're sending people to charities. In some cases, those charities can give you like a $200 loan to tide you over so you can get groceries or so you can make a little bit of a rent payment or something like that. That's kind of where we are, where people who had a job, in many cases, even a stable job a few weeks ago, now are, you know, at the whim of charities trying to make ends meet. Today on the show the surge of new unemployment claims and why state systems are breaking down. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Thursday, April 9th. The coronavirus pandemic caused a tectonic shift in the labor market. One of the major sectors of the U.S. economy essentially completely shut down, and that's the restaurant and hospitality industry. And so more than 15 million people right there. Eric says that in addition to the hospitality industry, retail and manufacturing have been the hardest hit by the pandemic. In other words, the sectors of the economy where work can't be done from home. So that's the first wave, and now we're starting to see the second wave, which is the people who do jobs that service those industries that have been shut down. So we're starting to hear about accountants and lawyers and marketing people and people that work in corporate headquarters, and that's how this escalates to somewhere between 15 and 20 million people losing their jobs. With this surge in job loss, the unemployment system is being strained like never before. Eric says the system wasn't designed to handle this kind of volume. So before the pandemic, if you were laid off from your job, you would go and apply for unemployment benefits. And you'd fill out your application, you'd share your work history, and then two to three weeks later, the expectation was you'd start receiving payments. And these requests go through the states. 
Yes. So the unemployment system is run through state governments. It's not run by the federal government. So each state collects a tax from employers to fund an insurance pool. And then that pool is drawn upon by laid off workers. When there's only 200,000 people applying, the system works okay. When there's 6 million people applying, the system doesn't work at all. States have been scrambling to expand those systems to try to handle these millions of new claims. Virginia took over a call center that was used for the Department of Motor Vehicles, and now those people are answering phones for unemployment benefits. We've seen that states are out there asking people who previously did this job and maybe have retired to come back to work and help out. And then states are doing sort of these kind of creative things like Michigan and Kentucky are asking people to file based on their last name. So, you know, A through M file on Monday, you know, Wednesday and Friday, and the rest of the alphabet on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. But even with those efforts, states are having trouble keeping up. People literally can't apply for unemployment benefits. The websites are crashing, they're waiting hours on the phone, and no one's picking up. And of course, you can't apply in person. Most of these states have closed the offices where you could apply in person, where someone could walk through a first-time applicant and say, no, actually, you need to go and call this employer and drive over to this restaurant and go to this store and get all the HR documents. There's no one there to hold their hand. Some people have told me that they've been trying to apply for two or three weeks and haven't even gotten through. One person we talked to is in exactly this situation. Her name is Caitlin Ansel. She's 24, and less than a month ago, she was working as a dental assistant on an army base in Hawaii. I assist in oral surgeries, and I make the temporary false teeth for the patients, and I really enjoy the artistry, and especially when they get their permanent smile, it's really rewarding to see somebody's smile change. It can really change a person. Then, two weeks ago, she got an email from her boss. I ironically had woken up late that morning, and so I was rushing like a mad woman, like running around to get ready for work, and I happened to check my email, and it said, don't come into work today. You're being put on leave without pay. The email said that because of the coronavirus outbreak, Caitlin shouldn't come into work until April. A couple days later, she got another email saying that the leave would be extended until further notice. And then the next email comes in, and was like, you're officially laid off. Soon after she got that final email, Caitlin started trying to apply for unemployment benefits, something she'd never needed to do before. So what has it been like, the process of applying? Very frustrating. I haven't even finished. Like, I've never gotten a confirmation number yet. Caitlin ran up against the same roadblocks that a lot of applicants are dealing with. Long wait times, website crashes. On top of that, her husband is in the military, so she's moved around a lot. And because unemployment benefits are handled by individual states, she's had even more trouble finding a way to submit her claim. They just kind of keep throwing me back and forth between each of the states and no one's giving me like a definite answer where I should apply and finish my claim. But Eric says, even for the people who do manage to get through and actually have their claim approved, there's no guarantee of how soon they'll start receiving their benefits. So how long are people going to have to wait to get a check? It depends on how long it'll take them to file for the benefits. Say it takes them two weeks to get through. Then we're hearing the waits could be longer, maybe four to five weeks to actually start receiving the benefits because, you know, they're 
processing so many applications at one time. So it very easily could be a month to six weeks after they lose their jobs, even if they start applying the next day before they start seeing benefits. With states facing this massive backlog and the unemployment systems at a breaking point, the federal government decided to step in. That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash journal. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Canva. It's time to ditch your old presentation programs at work and try Canva presentations instead. It'll help you create stunning slides in no time. No design experience needed. Just start with one of the designer-made templates or generate something in seconds with AI. Then polish it up and get ready to wow your audience. It's that easy. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com. Design for work. Tap the banner to learn more. Welcome back. With millions of people unemployed and unemployment offices scrambling to meet demand, the federal government is trying to help out. A few weeks ago, Congress approved $1 billion to go to state unemployment offices struggling with a lack of resources. Then, it approved the CARES Act, the massive $2 trillion package aimed at keeping the American economy afloat. That bill substantially increased the amount of money a person gets through unemployment by an extra $600 a week. It's a significant increase. So in some states, the maximum amount you can get for unemployment benefits is about $300. And what was the thinking behind giving people a substantial check like this? Well, the thinking was that normally the unemployment system is designed to incentivize people to first look for available work and then, if that's not available, rely on government benefits to make ends meet. This is acknowledging that the first part is going to be very difficult for many people. There's not going to be jobs available when so many people have lost their jobs. Also, it's acknowledging that in some cases, even people who might be able to find a job, and certainly there's places that are hiring, grocery stores, Amazon, warehouse type stores, those people might not be able to go to work or want to go to work because they face health risks. They may have children who are home now. They may have elderly relatives that need care. The government is still figuring out exactly how to get this money to states and get it to them quickly. And then even once it's in the state's coffers, you know, there's a reasonable question about how quickly that can be distributed. State systems, they're not necessarily set up to just add $600 more to the benefit checks or or Mm -hmm. payments, that's going to go over the maximum amount, right? And some computer systems are just going to reject that. Meanwhile, people like Caitlin Ansel are still left waiting. She says it's been difficult adapting to her new financial situation. My husband and I, we've been married for six years and we don't share a bank account and we never have. It works really well for us. So I pay my half of the bills and he pays his half. And with your leftover money, you can do what you want with. 
it's worked really great. And so it sucks because now he's taken over all of our bills and I don't like that for him. And I had to pull my kids out of daycare and on top of it all, I'm pregnant. So now I'm missing all these months where people would want to be saving and putting away money for maternity leave. It's been two weeks since Caitlin first tried applying for unemployment, and she still hasn't managed to get through to someone who can help. She says she feels completely let down by the system. Do you think you'll give up at some point? There's a chance. (laughs) There is a chance, but I'm trying not to think like that yet. But it is becoming to that point where I'm just like, is this worth it? Today, the Labor Department said another 6.6 million people filed new unemployment claims last week. And Eric says that it won't stop there. I think we'll still see claims in the several million level for several more weeks. It's multiple times the previous records and for multiple weeks in a row, which is just staggering. Economists I spoke to are estimating somewhere between 16 and 27 million total jobs lost due to this pandemic. Eric says once states start receiving money from the federal government and once all these claims can be processed, those efforts will help stabilize the economy. So that's the positive thing. We saw the level of people who are receiving unemployment benefits. That jumped in the most recent data to a record high. So now there's more than 7 million people who are actually getting unemployment benefit checks. The systems are starting to get into gear. So if the systems do fully get into gear, what do economists say would be a good outcome? What is a really good outcome in terms of economists is not what the regular person thinks is a good outcome. The regular person might think we're very lucky and we get the all clear on Memorial Day, that the economy will be back on its feet maybe by Labor Day. That's not what economists think. Economists think that if we got the all clear, you know, this spring, the economy would recover all the jobs lost sometime between late 2022 and early 2023. That's how long it'll take for the economy to rebound. So these millions of lost jobs, you don't just get to flip the switch and turn all those jobs back on. No, no. I mean, if by Christmas, two years from now, we're back to the place where we were in the holiday season this past year, that would be an incredible outcome for the economy. Like that would be the A plus great for the economy if we could gain all these jobs back in the course of like two years. That would be a miracle. That's all for today, Thursday, April 9th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like the show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We come out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.